And welcome to another episode of Vic Muscat's Evolution. And this is your main event of the evening. I am your host, Vic Muscat. With me today, once again, is Mr. Marcus Willem-Pierre, MWP, which I like to call him behind his back, but at least it's not anything mean, just his initials. How are you doing? How you doing? I'm good. I'm definitely much better. Uh, thank you for your prayers. I think a lot of people for their prayers. A lot of people send me prayers because I've been ill for the past couple of days. So I'm actually, this is actually my first day of actually being alert and up. So I thank you guys. Thanks. Awesome. That's, that's awesome. And I, we, we have another friend who we just call, we start calling him Tapeworm. So MWP is a lot better than Tapeworm. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, he eats so. We went to, like I said, I mentioned before, I went to that wrestling thing. And of course, in the hotel we got, I made sure I had a continental breakfast because I'm not, if I'm going to spend that much money in the hotel, I better get breakfast out of the deal. Yeah, pretty much. And he, like, his, like, he just filled his plate up, like, two plates full of, like, the breakfast and the muffins. Like, he ate it all. I figured he was going to take the muffins with him. He ate both plates. And this is not the first time he's done this. So we, we, <laughs> people always say, like, what's wrong with you? You have a tapeworm in you? Or something, so we start calling him Tapeworm. He's a nice guy. He's a godfather of my uh, like daughter, but it's like, but he knows it's all good fun. So last weekend, what events did you see? You see Slam Adversity and Money in the Bank, or you see which one you see? Uh, I did see. I saw bits and pieces of Slam Adversary. Obviously, I saw Money in the Bank because people wouldn't stop hounding me about what happened at Money in the Bank and Monday Night Raw in front of the fans. That was actually pretty cool. Uh, TNA has actually been setting it up. Impact's been setting it off. AEW has literally just been going crazy now. They've been blowing up. They got like 1.2 million or something like that last Wednesday night. And I forgot. I I didn't even watch it. from what I heard, the Fighter Fest night two, it, it got higher than night one. And I'm like, it's time for Vince to stop thinking that AEW is just a little company. No, it's big now. It's there now. And if you hear the latest news, there's rumors, nothing confirmed yet, that CM Punk actually signed. No, it's actually been confirmed today. today? That's not good. That's not good. On top of him being signed, the remaining tickets from All Out, they sold out in two minutes after they found out he was signed. Yeah. Yeah, because you know he'll make an appearance at All Out. He might and, debut there. And I, I know he I – think, I think he lives in Milwaukee now. But I know he used to live not that far from the arena where All Out is normally taken out. And I'm like – yeah, that's pretty much his home arena. So, yeah, it, 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 the world's going to be set off in September. I can, I can kind of tell that now. Also, um, when he went to Chicago, he was driving to Milwaukee every day to train when he was doing his UFC run. So he probably knows how to get to back to Chicago like, like nothing because he did that for a while. Yeah, like from here to from a lot of people don't don't really understand like the connection between Chicago and Milwaukee it's like it's like sisters and it's like sisters or brothers that you just have that you're like yeah I'm gonna let them do their own thing 
but I, I'll, I'm going to always acknowledge them for what they are. Yeah. Well, Milwaukee right now are the NBA champs, so. Congratulations to them. Yeah. Are you a Bears fan? I actually used to be a Bears fan. Like, I follow them, but I'm not as much ingrained in the Bears as, like, if it was my mom or my dad, they're the biggest Bears fans you know. They, they, yeah, they like, can do no wrong. For me, like it's a, like. Like a Francis, then. Yeah. For me, it's like. There was, uh, I think it was 2008, they made a couple of trades, and I'm like, okay, you made those trades for no reason. I'm done with you because I already know that you did all these trades for your quarterback, and your quarterback isn't even delivering for you. Okay, I'm done. Yeah, it's and last year, doing so well with Trubisky, and then you put Foles in, and they went to playoffs. It's just crazy. <laughs> So last money in money in the bank last Sunday. We'll go talk about money in the bank sales, the full pay per view. That I, I when Peacock starts screwing up the stream, <laughs> that's that's when I stopped watching. That's when I was just like going nuts as is. And when Peacock the stream kept on screwing up, and at first I thought it was my phone, so I would go on Twitter and everyone's complaining on Twitter. So I was like, all right, this is a sign from God to say go to bed. So I oh went to bed, God. but it was. Just, I mean, seriously, I mean, this, the beginning match, the Mysterios versus the Usos for the tag team titles. I have no love lost for the Mysterios. I have respect for Rey Mysterio, but as the tag team champions, no love lost. But didn't Jay Uso recently get arrested for a third DUI? And that's why the fans were so pissed off. Like, I, I don't know if you really saw the, like, the uh, IWC post around the, around the, around the country. Fans were genuinely pissed off. Where it's like, well, if you get a DUI, you're going to win a world title. Because back in the day, if you get a DUI, they kind of took that from you. Like, yeah. okay. So how can I put this into perspective? How can I put this into perspective? You remember a few years ago when uh, Nakamura had a match with John Cena and he did his exploder and John Cena mistakenly landed on his neck because he, he under-rotated uh, the flip. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, two weeks ago, seconds, but yeah. Vince said that reason right there was the exact reason that he did not make Nakamura win that title when he had that much fanfare behind him. And now, for us to go from this to Jay Uso having a DUI, and literally a few weeks later, yeah, the tag titles is like. It's, it's insane to me. And we're not talking about, you know, he just barely was very intoxicated. He blew a .208. And then you keep him off the screen. Or it's like, okay, we're, we're not going to really acknowledge he had a DUI. It's like, I think everyone already knows he had a DUI already. So you're reporting. I mean, people are making jokes about how their fantasy, their dream match would be DYI versus DUI for the tag titles. It's just like, it's, uh, especially the way they want them. I did, I mean, taking the sacrifice of the 619, that was all right. That was, that was, but it was like such a bullshit way how they won the titles. It was just like, come on, you can't even make it worth, Interesting. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. If you were going to do that, I would have at least took 
like if Ray or Dominic was going for like the frog splash or something and they attempted it and one of the Usos did a super kick, I would have that would have been fine with me. I'm like, if that was the ending, that would have been fine with me. That yeah. Been fine. yeah, but now you see that the Usos cheated against the Mysterios twice and it's just like I mean, and I love the fact he kept on saying, we have a jam-packed crowd. There was a top section. There was a section in the top row that was not <laughs> It was not jam-packed. It was not sold out. Don't give me this. Like, it was sold out. Bullshit it was. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say it was sold out, but you got to get, I would say give them the benefit of the doubt that they were still trying to get the fans in the building. They had, a, they had a good crowd. They had a very good crowd. Especially with the... Uh, the uh, COVID protocols there in that building, they were trying to get all the fans in the building and get screened at the same time. So it's like, yeah. you got 14, 15,000 fans, you're just going to have a hard time trying to screen all of them at one time. Yeah, but I noticed this like before the, it was around the Lashley match, I noticed this. So this is like enough time to get in, get screened, get, the seats weren't being used. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, I just, yeah. I mean, I start getting shivers. I mean, it's just like <laughs> watching Money in the Bank. For, the first match was – I can't even remember the first match. It was the Williams Money in the Bank, wasn't it? I believe so. Let me I can pull it up for you. Give me one second. It's been a hectic week for me. So it's... I should have done my homework, but – No, you're yeah. fine. It, it happened. I mean, remember, like, it's, like you just told me, it's – one of those things where we're learning as we go. So yeah, the first match was outside of the Usos. Yeah, the women's Money in the Bank match. Yeah, women's Money in the Bank match. At the, at the end of that match, I was like staring at the TV, like, "What the hell did I just watch?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, I I just all right. You wanted Nikki Ash for some reason to win the Money in the Bank. Okay, I get that. You want someone new. I get that. But the way she wanted was too comic bookish. It was just like, what the fuck? It, it, I, I look at the way she wanted, and is, I think to myself, I'm like, if she wanted that way, then what the hell have the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian been doing? Right. It's right. It's just- all the five, six people on one ladder, and then you got one person who just somehow climbs over all those people while they're fighting, and no one seems to notice that she's behind them. No one, no one, no one at all. No, she's climbing up two ladders, like two ladders. One foot's one. It's a climbs up, climbs. It's like it's like. Uh, I, I, I give them. I give them credit for. At least wanting Nikki to do it. I give him credit. Yeah. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, if it's not going to be Liv Morgan, and Liv Morgan was the odds on paper going into that night. Everybody's like, well, what about Alexa? Alexa's going to do the whole possession thing, that she, and she did it with Selena Vega, and I'm like, come on now. Please stop treating us like we're six. Please. Please stop it. Yeah, it's more of a – it's more movie more like video game-ish than wrestling. I mean, if it wasn't going to be, it had to be either her or Nikki. It had to be one of them. 
Because with Liv, I, I kind of understand Liv. They're, they're trying to build Liv to be something big now. Yeah, but they, they were pushing Liv and uh, like Ruby Riot to be tag team champions. And then Riot got cut. It's like they went that push. I, I like Liv Morgan. And I'm not talking trash about the wrestlers themselves. I'm just talking about how they are being. <coughs> like, I respect Nikki. She's a hell of a wrestler. Yeah, hell yeah. But she's a Hurricane Helms 2.0. Well, everybody knows that. They even Hurricane said it himself that he's least honored that she's trying to do the mask gimmick again. And like that's fine. We understand it's for the kids. We understand that that, but it's like right now. Yeah, no, no, not right now. Like that that was that was too fast. That was too fast. But she's a superhero. She just climb up without with her visible powers and Grab a money in the bank case. It's and then she cashes in on Charlotte with a crossbody, and I'm like, oh, why? Well, the crossbody. I have nothing against the crossbody because you know I remember Ricky Dragon Steamboat days, you know, and stuff like. I get that, but we'll go into the whole Charlotte Flair thing later because I am going absolute bullshit about this, that as well, about how they're making a mockery of women's wrestling. Oh, yeah. Let me not even say that right now. Like, well, is what I told you last week. It's like they were gifted the greatest women's roster they ever had, and they didn't build on it. No, no, I thought um, even though the um, <clears throat> even though the Charlotte Flair match, it was okay. It was fine. It was fine for what it was. I mean, a couple, couple of near falls that you know got excited on, but the bottom the line, fan, like I'm, I'm just like every fan. It's like fucking Charlotte again. Like, can yeah. can we stop, please? Can we stop, please? Except when you have the WWE, like real WWE marks. That's like, oh my god, Charlotte Flair is that I got blocked by three people. Because I just said, it's like, I said, I'll bet you $100 right now. Deanna Plaza will treat Charlotte for like a bitch. And, <laughs> I've, and I've said myself, it's like, so you had Deanna Plaza and you still didn't do anything with her. No. No. I mean, look at where she is today. I mean, she's up there as one of the greatest great women wrestlers today. Even when she was in NXT, I'm like, why are you not pushing this woman? Why? Like, she literally, when it comes to, okay, I'll say this right now. When it comes to wrestling music, I adored her wrestling theme song in WWE. I adored it. Very much so I did. Because it sounded exactly like it was supposed to sound. Mm-hmm. She calls herself the virtuoso. So it's like, you kind of expect something classical, but you expect something that's right to the point. Nowadays, it's like, you had this woman and then you let her go that's like if you had like the beautiful people in WWE and you they're the damn beautiful people they they ran the TNA impact women's roster like for years and then they come over to WWE and you're like well we don't know what to do with how how don't you know what to do with someone who can run a division for you. 
Gotcha. Uh, right now, it's like you had you have Rhea Ripley, and I've came out openly to my friends like that I do talk to about wrestling. And I said Rhea Ripley right now may be the best woman on that on that roster. She means she means exactly what she says and does exactly what she wants to do. She is not the typical girl. She doesn't have perfectly blonde hair. She is punk rock down to her, down to her core, and she will kick you in the face and adore it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm not saying that I could probably name someone better if I really think about. It, but as an athlete and her gimmick stuff like that, she is. A whole lot better than they're using her for. A whole lot better. And especially to be what well, I think she's 24, 25, to be 24, 25. For her to be young. Like this isn't even the prime of her career. This is the this is still near the starting stages of her career. And Jesus, like oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, but you know how it is to go waste her talent and she'll get cut by time. And she'll probably go to AEW or Impact or something like that and then blossom. But right now, it's just like she's pretty healthy. Like you, she lost two titles to Shard Flair by the same move. So should we just call Rhea Shard's bitch? I mean, seriously, it's... No, it's... It's not that Rhea's Shard's bitch. It's more along the lines of Rhea... Then they don't know what to do with her on 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 the main roster. Like, well, you need to smile more, and you need to, to, to wear lipstick and you know, eyeliner under your. That is not Rhea. Rhea does not wear lipstick. She doesn't smile a lot. When she smiles, she smiles because she's hurting you. That's when she smiles. Yeah, it's. It's, she's been WWE eyes, ties, whatever. And we'll get we'll get into. Oh, you go really hear one of my classic rants in a second about Kerrigan Cross, the way he's being treated. So, but we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, we'll get. Uh, I feel like get the rest of the money in the bank, get right into that. That's how much it angers me. But the next match was the War Machines versus AJ Style and his little. I come as a young boy because styles from Japan and everything. It's just like, I don't understand why they give him a bodyguard. It's just, I, I don't know. Like, I, like, honestly, I don't even, what does the almost character do? Like, he just stands there. He stands <laughs> there and he'll probably get like two minutes of offense in and that'll be the end of the match. Like, oh, wow, he's big. He can do a choke slam. He can run into a corner with a back elbow. Oh, wow. And then he does a choke slam, and that's the end of the match. Yeah, it's like once you, you know, once you have to keep pretty much AJ Styles in the ring, not have him, not having him tag out in orders. And, but it's just like, why? It's like, why? They don't, I couldn't, they don't know why. That's, that's, the raw tag team division, they don't really have much of a tag team division because no. of what's going on. I guess what's going on with the uh, 
the removal of the Street Profits going to SmackDown, and a lot of the tag teams are just, we're going to break up for no reason of our own. It's WWE writing. That's all it is. <laughs> I mean, WWE right? It's so bad. And, P- and I, I, so many people was like, oh, my God, WWE's back. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, yeah, calm down. Calm down in a second. You know, let's, let's think for a second. And everyone's all happy and everyone's like, well, you got to remember is like they're, they're getting their fans back. They're like, okay, I know they're getting their fans back, but they promised us that they were going to change when the fans come back. We didn't say, we didn't want anything. We already knew what you guys were like. Yeah. Your first night back with all the fans, you guys came out swinging. Good. It's the fifth round. You're not swinging anymore. What is going on? Yeah, I mean, AEW, when they got their fans back, they've been on fire since. It's like not just a one show or one paper. As soon as you said AEW and their fans on fire, it made me think of the meme that the meme that is going around the wrestling community right now. And it's still it's still the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's uh, the Orange Cassidy Sting thing meme right now and it's like that that's still the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I thought that that segment there with Sting and Orange Cassie was pretty funny. That I the first 10 seconds of that I, I turned the TV I'm like if I keep watching this I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna choke from laughing because like I'm still dealing with this cold. And I don't want to laugh and choke dealing with a cold. I don't. So I waited until after the show went off and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go back and watch it again. And I watched it. And yes, I laughed. And yes, I choked. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, back to Money in the Bank. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Like, you know, this show goes all over the place. You know, it's. Then you have the Lashley versus Kofi Kingston match, which I was like, this match is a waste of time. Like there was like a 10 minute back kick to Kofi Kingston for what reason? I no- understand <laughs> that that was the first time that they had two, two African American men going for the WWE championship at the same time in yeah. a couple of years. I understand that. I take that. That's fine. What I don't understand is like, you didn't even have to squash Kofi. Them. Stop it. They just destroyed him. So you squashed Kofi to set up something with Goldberg. And now the rumors going, uh, there's rumors going around right now that going into SummerSlam, Lashley might not even be the champion going into SummerSlam. Because uh. even though Big E has the Money in the Bank contract, and he said that he, he he would cash in on Roman Reigns. There's a lot of people in the internet community that are going around thinking like, but you could cash in on Lashley too because Big E has openly came out and said his dream match is against Goldberg. That is his dream match. 
that and you have, you know, Big E and Kofi Kingston being brothers, you know, you don't think Big E will want revenge? I, I, I know he will. It's just, you, 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 y'all didn't have to squash Kofi like that. Like, stop it. It wasn't, I mean, I don't think Kofi got any offense in. It was basically what happened on uh, the first episode of SmackDown on Fox all over again. It was yeah. just, instead of seven seconds, it was seven minutes. Like, like, was that necessary? Really, really, was that necessary? No, I don't, don't think it was necessary. That's, I thought it was a, I was looking for, I knew Flash was going to win, but I was like, I thought it'd be better. You, you know, could least, I, you could at least have Lashley dominate the match, but at least have Kofi get in some offense where it, where it feels like you know, at least he has a chance, at least he's actually in Lashley's head. Yeah. But just like for you to say, well, He's in Lashley's head, and Lashley destroyed him because he's in his head. What's wrong, like, you know, Lashley, like, dominating Kofi Kingston, and all of a sudden, boom, trouble in paradise. Both guys are down. When that gets you, like, up, like, shit, so, no way. No, that would at least get your attention somewhat. But it wasn't even that. It was just a beating. No, that was just – that match was just – I'm not even gonna go there because yeah, it's, it was just uh, then it goes to the Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair match, which I thought the wrong person won. I mean, giving Charlotte, why are you giving Charlotte Flair the title time and time again? She's well, I know they want to get her the title to transition her to Nikki, but a lot of people like Devin Dewey, we're not dumb. Like we know why you had her beat Rhea and then have. Uh, technically a one-day reign. We know why. You're patting her numbers. Stop yeah. trying to pat yeah. her numbers so fast. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going way too fast. I mean, 14 times. I I was watching, what the hell was I watching? Wrestle War 90 the other day. They were talking about, you know, Ric Flair, six-time world champion. And it was like, oh, my God, six-time? That was like, you're a god. You're a six-time world champion. Now it's just like, Back forth, back forth, back forth. Back. It's like kill, Vince killed it. It's like I, I even give them credit for John, what they did with John Cena. I give them, I, I, I give them one hundred percent. You got to give them a round of applause for what they did with John Cena. They kept him at sixteen for so long that it's like when he goes for seventeen, it'll mean something. Still, it's, it's, I don't. It's It's like it's not like he's getting. All 16 of them within like a 10 year gap. He's 40 some years old. He hasn't had the title in like four or five years. Mm. So he's a technically, yeah, he's a 40 year old man trying to go for his 17th reign. I, I think Rick Flair got his last three reigns in his 40s. Yeah. What do you think about Cena coming back? It was needed. You think it was needed? I mean, I so many people was like, oh my God, Cena's back. As I'm like, it was a spoiler like a month ago that he was coming back. Why is everyone, you know, getting so excited? Uh, was, I, thought, I thought Michael Cole had to need a new pants. That's how excited he got. Well, was, that's what happens when Pat McAfee is your 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 color commentary. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. But gee, I mean, I thought uh, Switchblade making an appearance and Slammiversary was more of a oh my god moment than Cena coming out. I would agree. 
because I don't think anybody even saw that one coming. Yeah, uh, not even I saw that one coming. I'm like, <coughs> did the forbidden door just turn into a forbidden apartment room? Because it is gotten much bigger now. I mean, I was calling everyone. I was like, oh my god, Jay, it's back. It's Kelly Mega Jay White. Da, 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 da. And then I calmed out. <coughs> Jay White came out. Face Kenny Omega. It was live. It wasn't taped. It was live. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of people don't really look at the symbolization of that. It's like the leader of the Bullet Club in New Japan Pro Wrestling showed up on an Impact pay-per-view to stare down the Impact champion, who's also the AEW world champion and the AAA mega champion. That's huge. That is huge. That's huge. But people think Cena's was a lot bigger, a lot better, but even though we, I knew Cena was coming back. I mean, Cena's was necessary. It was like you needed someone to come back for SummerSlam. Someone. If it wasn't Brock, you need someone. Yeah. Yeah, but now I'm hearing The Rock and WWE agreed to come back and do something for Survivor Series. Well, let's see. We just did a big four. I mean, SummerSlam and then Survivor Series. So, okay. Well, it's actually five now. Like the fans consider five. But therefore, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, uh, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. The fans themselves, they just said, well, we're putting money in the bank in it because if money in the bank, anything, anything can happen there. That's the one pay-per-view where anything can happen. Uh, I, I don't know about that. A couple years ago, Dean Ambrose wins the, the money in the bank contract. And then 30 minutes later, he cashes it in on Seth Rollins. Uh, yeah. Which is, yeah. like, at the time, that was kind of historic. Like, for the first time in company history, he had three people from one faction all in, all being world champions within a 30-minute span. Yeah, to me, it's just padding numbers. Well, for Ambrose, that was his first title reign. So that was yeah. for, like, his only title reign, so. I like Ambrose or Johnny Moxley. I like I like him. So I was happy to see that. But but also that back in those days, WWE wasn't that bad. So it wasn't like, you know, you couldn't be like, well, that sucked. It was had its moments of Well, that's because you didn't have Pritchard running every damn thing. You had someone running Raw, someone running SmackDown, and like they had their own individual teams and their own individual teams wrote for their own individual shows. Oh, Pritchard's I, I his brother love. That, that's I just I don't call him I, it's, it's brother love. Do you remember brother love back in the days? No, please don't remind me of the red face. Please don't. Yeah, that sounds like that's to old, me. It's just brother love. It's like why would white, you have old white suit? Is I call him old white suit? Yeah, it's a white suit, and he brought the Undertaker in. But yeah, that's yeah, and Biggie winning the Money in the Bank match. That was, I was happy Big E won that match, though. I mean, I e, I, every fan in that building was happy he won that match. And I know you, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a moment he was on the ladder and he was actually crying on the ladder. 
and he had to kind of compose himself. Because it's like, they're finally giving me a shot. And it's like, we want you to have a shot. Go for it. Please. Yeah, I mean. And what he did to Seth Rollins, I'm like, it made me forget how really strong he really is. Oh, he's a beast. Because for you to pick up a a 200-some pound man on on a piece of ladder that's like, what, Yay big. Yeah. That that's that's rather impressive. That is impressive. I mean, he's he's a beast. He's a big guy. I mean it's not I wouldn't want to mess with him in a dark bar. But I I I am I'm, I'm proud of him. I, I I'm I'm truly proud of him. Yeah that's the WWE's biggest success story if they pulled the away. Right. I was all set for to hear the next day that Seth Rollins won it. I was all set for it. And hearing Big E wanted. But Seth Rollins, oh, you have Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins again. Great for the like the 18th time. And then they did the whole Seth Rollins jumps into the Roman Reigns edge match and causes him to match. They screwed up the finish anyway. That's yeah, they did screw up the finish anyway. So it's like uh and then as soon as they screwed up the finish, I'm like. Yeah, I don't need to watch this anymore. I already know Roman's gonna win. I knew Roman was gonna. I didn't think Edge was gonna win the title. I mean, but just like, just like the screw, just like how, I wanted to see how the match was gonna end. And then when Edge hit Roman with the spear, the fans start counting, and Roman kicks out at two. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm done. I don't need to watch this anymore. So I already know what's gonna happen. I don't know why they're making Roman Reigns into like. A mega star, bud. He's good, but he isn't that that good. They're doing, and uh, what culture did a comparison behind it? They're doing the same thing that AEW is doing with Kenny Omega. They're building him to be a, a bigger babyface than what he is or what he was. But my thing is, the payoff is going to be much bigger with Kenny than it will be with Roman. Look, because Kenny's we, because we wanted Roman to be the heel for so long, you turning him back face will make him even more hated. Well, also, Omega's doing going different promotions and he's winning. He's a three-time world champion. Uh, he's a belt collector. Roman's just the universal champion. I mean, outside of him being a belt collector, it's like, How can I put this in, in, a, in a good way? It's like we've been we've wanted Kenny in an American wrestling company for years. And now he's in one after being in New Japan for so long. It's like, are we spoiled that he's in 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 American wrestling? Yes, we are spoiled he's in American wrestling. We are very much so he is. Yeah. And for anyone that thinks that Omega, oh, he can't be, he's not better than Reigns, you know, we're, we're you, know, you know how trolls and marks are and stuff like that. Watch the Sammy Callahan, Kenny Omega match and tell me that, that the Reigns edge match was better than that. No. The Omega- I'll, I'll do you one better. Go back in time and watch the uh, Kenny Omega Pac match from Dynamite. 
last year and tell me he's better than Roman. No. Hell no. No, because no, the Roman Reigns edge match, you watch it and you're like, all right, it was like, even if you liked it, you knew what was coming. You know what? You know, okay, it'll be a good match. They do their own dance or whatever. The Sammy Callahan Omega match, that got violent. And I didn't think Omega would drop down to Sammy Callahan's violence. But no, he actually, he came after him with a fork. I'm like, come on. It's, I mean, a pizza cutter came in the match. We're, like I said, we've turned the forbidden door into an apartment now. It's not even a door. Like, yeah, I've seen Lance Archer just, I think this past week on, on uh, Dynamite, stabbing John Moxley in the head with a fork 15 times before the match ended. And I'm like, yeah, it's no longer a door. It's an apartment now. I just want to know who, who the hell we're paying rent to. Just like who. And you have that um, Deathmatch King with like, Nick Gage. Oh yeah, I, think I can't remember his name. Nick Gage and like that. But I've seen a couple of his matches. I looked up a couple of his matches after. This guy's nuts. He is crazy. I actually saw a video of that match that made his name known, where he was legally dead for eight minutes. They literally had the ambulance there and whatnot. They revived him. And he literally tried to get back into the match. And they had to force him not in that match. I'm like, this fucking dude is outside of his damn mind. Yeah, he's like another universe, another. <laughs> and let's bring him to AEW. Why not? Let's just kill the family part of it. It's just, why not? And then to counteract it, we're going to bring in the pain maker. And I'm like, so you bring in the most hated person in New Japan wrestling at the time, take on the most violent man in professional wrestling. Um, you could have brought in A.R. Fox. You could have brought in uh, Mick Foley. You could have brought, hell, you could have brought the damn Sandman in as a trainer. And the Lord knows what Sandman has done. Jesus Christ Almighty. I mean, Sandman would have probably been cheaper. Wait, not only would it have been cheaper, like, you got to remember, this is a guy who did matches partially drunk. Oh, just off beat. Uh, yeah, you're right. But you got to remember, like, even on his own admission, was it One Night Stand 2005? On his own admission, he was partially drunk during that match. Try to think, when was a match that he wasn't drunk in? <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, watching Dark Side of the Ring, New Jack always confessed that they like, yeah, you know, that guy, well, I just fucked up. I was so high that day, I don't even remember. I was like, great. That's, my wife thinks to be a professional wrestler now, you have to do blow. It's just a requirement. Oh, God almighty. And, and then Raw the next day, which, that was a, that's embarrassing, I think. You have, you have Kerrigan Cross, 562 days straight, undefeated, two-time NXT champion, to lose to Jeff Hardy, and that, like, the match wasn't even like two minutes. 
I, I sent you the message. Like, I understand they did they did it so they can bring back no more words. I understand that. I get that 100%. That's fine. You don't job carrying cross out to that. No, don't. 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 Please don't. No, it's pretty, it's like, screws up his credibility now. That's like back in the day where you had Maven and Maven eliminated the Undertaker. And it's like, well, that's a good thing. It, it's something shocking. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking, well, just don't put him in a match. Please don't. Because if you put him in a match, Undertaker's going to kick his ass. Yeah, but the, the way the Undertaker got eliminated, though, you can say, like, all right, it was a fluke. It can happen, though. That can happen. If Jeff Hardy and was getting his butt kicked and then got an inside package on Kerrigan Cross and got a three count, I would be like, that sucked, but okay. The way Kerrigan Cross lost was embarrassing to the promotion. But now you see what I told you. I told you, just like everybody else has probably been saying, Vince does not give a damn about NXT even though the fans love NXT. Yeah. What do you think, KPG? Yeah, I was, it was a rumor going around saying, oh, the reason why he lost because Scarlett has all his powers and he can't win without Scarlett. But, oh, Jesus Christ! That's, I know that's stupid. That's stupid. That sounds like some, the Fiend would do. But I can I can say this though: you can't bring no more words back and have Jeff lose. You got to think about that too. You can't bring no more words. Back. The first time no more words back in over ten years, and you, you gonna have gave him like Robert Stone. Give him him. I would have been fine with that. Like, don't give him Kieran. Hell, you could have gave him Johnny Gargano. I would have been fine with that. Don't bring the don't bring Karrion Cross into it. That's like you remember when so Andrade got moved out to the to the main roster, even though technically he was still a part, even though he was technically still the NXT champion. I don't think he's buried though. Because if he would have lost to anybody else, I would say yeah, he's buried. But he lost to a former world champion who's not doing shit right now, but. You got to think about the circumstances. He lost to a former world champion. First time bringing no more words back in over 10 years. You really think they were going to have him lose? Well, to, to be honest with you, I, my point is, all right. You see here, my son, he's, just, he's pissed off about this too. Jeff Hardy winning is not the issue for me. It's the way he won within like that period of time. Like, he just pretty much... I mean, it's like, it wasn't even a five-minute match. When him up and they get small package, backslide, something like that. The way he won, it was who he won against. That's what That's what the biggest problem will always be, is who he won against. That's like, okay, I got to put this. Um, That's like if Braun Strowman lost to Leon Ruff. You'd be like, 
Wait, what the hell is going on in this world? Well, everyone has a fighter's chance. Yeah. But you don't take the man that you has been literally said is the future of the WWE in terms of where a heel can go and job him out like that. You don't do that. That's that's a no-no. That's a hell no. To me, that's inexcusable. That's right there. He's going to get his win back for sure. That's what I think is going to happen. What is going to happen is next week they're going to have a rematch and Jeff is going to beat him again. Then at SummerSlam, he's going to, he's it's basically going to be Brock versus Cena. He's going to whoop his ass the whole match and beat yeah. Jeff. And Jeff is going to turn heel. That's what I think is going to happen. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know about this. As long as they don't give us that BS with Scarlett holding his power. Scarlett is his girlfriend. Okay, we get it. Just because she's his girl doesn't mean he, she holds all the power. Stop it. Please stop it. Well, that's WWE no logic. That's the way it has to be. And everyone would keep on watching and put money into the WWE to me. It's I try and train myself so I won't freak out or go bullshit as much. It's entertainment. It's a, like a wrestling a party, you know. It's like it's not wrestling. In my opinion, WWE is like Mario Party. If it, that's literally WWE to me right now, is Mario Party. It's like everyone's happy when Mario Party comes out, and everybody's like, "Well, I can get my friends to watch Mario Party, and I can get my friends to help me love Mario Party." But it's like when you play Mario Party by yourself, you're like. Yeah, it's, it's really not fun. It's really not. It, it's just there. All right, geez, what are they going to do next? Job out Keith Lee? Oh, I'm they, sorry. They already did that. <laughs> I know, they already did. It's like they already did. Uh, because after carrying Cross, that's when I was like, I. that's when I just say, I, I quit. I, said, I walked away, so I turned off TV, I quit. Then I hear about Keith Lee. And then we have the news also of the Brian Danielson going to AEW. You see, that's good news. They won't screw that up. I know they want, but but the WWE, the hardcore WWE fan base has been letting Danny, uh, uh, Brian Danielson have it. And I'm like, if you can only see what some people put, your mind will go like, do you live in a bubble where it's just WWE? Like, do you really just live there? Yes, a lot of people. Yes, a lot of people do. Because a lot of people are like, "Well, I'm not going to support Dan. I'm not going to support you anymore because you left WWE to go to AEW. The guy left Ring of Honor to come to WWE. What is wrong with you people? AJ Styles left Impact to come to WWE. What is wrong with you people? Stop it." It's nothing personal. It's business, and people are taking it personally. Like, uh, I, I, I told Vic yesterday about it, and I'm like, uh, the deal is pretty much done because, like, if you go to yesterday on WWE Shop, if you go to it right now, 
the majority of Daniel Bryan's stuff is on clearance, except the, the eco-friendly title. Other than that, the majority of his stuff is on clearance right now. I mean, God, like the Eagle Family Tech, that's what, worth a couple hundred dollars? Yeah, it's like, it's 279 right now. Down from like three, or the three, 359, 399. May God forbid, I mean, they take something off. Like, didn't they try to sell the title for six grand or something? Yeah, they took him off the video game, too. That's what they're saying. They're going to take him off the video game, and they're going to take his action figures away. We're pissed off. It's not fair. We're gonna t- punish you. We're gonna take you know. Like you should. Like you got your wife because of us. You got as big as you were because of us. No, he got as big as he was because we believed in him. That's yeah. how he got that big. I mean, he was big. Then okay, you know, he started WWE and popularity dropped down a little bit because he was. Didn't know who he was. And then he picked and picked back up with the yes movement again. And it's just like wrestling fans like us, we knew who he was. He was already, he already was a made man going to WWE. This yeah. is the only man that can take a song from Europe and make it quite possibly the most popular song in, in professional wrestling. Yeah. Like if you don't know what the final countdown is, then you're, you're smoking something. <laughs> And with Tony Khan and his money, please, I'm begging you, I'm pleading with you, go find the publication for Europe. Buy that song. Because if you don't play that song, I'm going to be real mad. That's the song for Brian Danielson. That's the song. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because I already know that the reason CM Punk could use the living color version of Cult of Personality is because they gave it to him. Yeah, that's why. That's, that's they why. Then he go to Vince for it. No, they gave it to him. Like if you look up the uh, right. the right. Uh, the re-release of their debut album, it's a totally different version of Cult of Personality. It's a totally different version of it, and that's the version they use nowadays. The original version? Oh, they gave that to him. Hey, you just use the original version and run with it. You know, run with the, what they gave yeah. you. <coughs> I mean, I, I just don't understand WWE. I just don't. What's to say it's wrestling entertainment? <coughs> not, not professional wrestling, just wrestling entertainment. And what's not this... Put them in a different category in the entertainment category and not with everyone else, like AEW, New Japan. It's a totally different thing. But see what they have to they have to find a middle ground when it comes to their entertainment. Because let's get this right. AEW can entertain the hell out of their fans. They can. They can do it without trying. Kenny Omega's character change. Has been one of the most entertaining things I've seen. My man has uh, the uh, the old school uh, uh, Lemmy from Motorhead Triple H style beard thing going right now, and it's just hilarious to see. Yeah. And like right now, I, I think I said it last week. 
I get you're trying to be an entertaining company. That's fine. We get that you're trying to do a lot of entertainment things with YouTube and, and, and movies and stuff like that. That's fine. We get that. Do not forget, at your root core, you are a wrestling company. Don't. You have no fucking superheroes be be your champion. Oh, we we already talked about that, and we already <laughs> we already hit that mark. It's like a yeah. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give you my opinions after the show, but y'all having a fucking superhero be y'all focus on your women's championship. It's Hurricane Helms two point Exactly. And Hurricane, the funny thing is, Hurricane Hills 2.0 was Molly Holly. You're right. You're right. So this is 3.0. Let's just take this character and just be this is like don't beat a dead horse. They're beating the crap out of a dead horse. They don't know how to make like I said last week. They do not know how to make stars anymore. Like, let the wrestlers develop their own character. Yeah. If you let them develop their own characters, they will have some. Kill us for you. Well, they said she can't make the character herself, though. That's what they're saying. She pitched the idea to be a superhero. That's agreed. I know that. Like, we all know that. But it's like, that's something that she bet her job on. If it was somebody else, oh, no. We're not going to do that. that. That's too much. Bray Wyatt, for example. Bray Wyatt had the whole... Uh, leader of the cult thing and it only got him so far and he's like well you know I have something I'm working on with Matt Hardy that we've been working on for years while Matt was in Impact and I was here we've been working on it secretly and what Vince say yeah I don't understand that so yeah we're not going to go that way okay sure why not that's fine just kill it just kill it please kill it with fire and Vince is just so out of touch and I don't think people realize that that Vince is Bret Hart was the one that came out and said Vince killed tag team wrestling in WWE. And kind of agree. I mean, who else name decent tag teams in the WWE? Vince killed it. The Hardy, Edge, and Christian and the Dudley Boys rebuilt it. Yeah. Yeah. Then they lost it again. I had a debate with a friend of mine and I said, the best thing WWE should have did, they should have kept WCW around. They should have. Because at least with WCW, they knew how to, they knew how to make tag team wrestling feel something special. Yeah, Not in like the last two yeah. years of it, but like from 1995 to like 1999, WCW had a good tag team division. They had a good tag team division. Yeah. I remember Matt Hardy saying Vince didn't know what the broken character was. He, he was unsure of what the broken character was. I'm like, how are you unsure of something that popular? How? I adore the broken. Broken Matt Hardy is my spirit animal, literally. 
he brought his character back to life because Matt Hardy wasn't. I ain't gonna say he wasn't shit, but like his career started to downfall, and he like I was saying about Homicide last week, he was gonna end up like Homicide. It's like, oh, it's Matt Hardy, but it's not gonna be like, oh my god, Matt Hardy. The broken character brought him back to life. I would agree. I would agree with that. Agreed, yeah, very much. Yes, he he did he did <laughs> he did have some magical moments and impact during the whole like like his feud with uh, Decay. No, get it right. Anytime Broken Matt Hardy was on television on Impact, it was the funniest thing you'll obviously see. Yes. And this is the thing, though. How do you not know what the Broken character was? But when Bully Ray, bro- when Bully Ray was talking to me about Bully Ray, he was like, I know what Bully Ray is. I, w- I watched the Bully Ray character. So you telling me you watched the whole Aces and Nates Bully Ray shit, but you didn't watch. The, the most over gimmick in the last five, ten years. Pretty much, yeah. But you but you did but you know about Bubba Ray's Bully Ray character. And I'm and, uh, like I'm laughing on the inside just thinking about Broken by Hardy. I'm like, just everything about it was just blown to proportion. He he literally had his his father in law. As the person taking care of his ground, like, like, really, 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 your son is literally the youngest professional wrestler in the world, and he's undefeated at that. Come on now, Vince, stop it. Look, that's how WWE. That's WWE logic. That's, and people are buying it up. I mean, and now we're people. starting, and now, like, just actually a few minutes ago, I got it on my phone. We're starting now to get uh, rumors that WWE wants to bring Braun Strowman back now. He ain't gonna be cheap because when he was there, he was making what two million a year, three million a year. Well, I mean, well, it's not so much them bringing him back, they don't want him going to AEW. He's trying to monopolize the market. In my opinion, he wasn't gonna go nowhere. To be honest, because he made a shit ton of money. That's why. I, that's why I don't think he would. Go. It's the same thing with Brock. Like he would. He wasn't gonna go nowhere if he something like right now, right this second. If Brock ever <coughs> today, he would not. Maybe UFC, but wrestling wise, he wouldn't go nowhere else because well, he made a shit ton of money. Well, he well, made again, ten million remember, a year. Then again, you got to remember with Brock, it's not so much he was making money in the company; he was making money within the company, but also within his sponsorships. Because he brought those yeah. sponsorships to WWE. Remember, WWE they had their own in-house, uh, they had their own in-house clothing company. He brought Tap Out to them. They didn't really need tap out. He brought tap out to them. So that's a good thing on, for him on a business standpoint. The thing I would never understand is WrestleMania and their rain delay night one and they just with the wrestlers like no script just go off the cuff and do interviews. That was some really good like I was about to say shift. It doesn't sound like Vince McMahon. It would be it was, really, it was really good. 
And they just like, well, what's the edit that part out? Okay, you want to edit that out? Okay, I get that, but put it somewhere else. Put it as a special. Put on the network somewhere, somewhere, instead of just like erasing it. Like, oh, that never happened. Well, for them, it's like they want to keep Kate Fame alive. But he's been there. <clears throat> One of my favorite wrestlers, which I was talking to Vince, uh, Vic earlier this week. I low-key saw in one of his videos where he put Shane Douglas' theme song up. It's the triple threat Shane Douglas was classic. And Shane Douglas, I remember when he I remember he said this while he was in ECW. He said, What a lot of wrestling promoters do not understand is that the promo will make or break a wrestler. And every single time I did a promo, I did it like I meant it. And that's why people remember him. That's why he's still the franchise, no matter what he does. And that's why, like, even to this day, people say, well, when you think of ECW, who do you think of? I think of Sandman, and I think of New Jack, and I think of the Dudley Boys. Anybody asks me, the first thing that comes to my mind is Shane Douglas. Shane Douglas has and will always be the face of ECW. He's the one who technically started the whole damn thing. Agreed. Agreed. But, you know. You said said it yourself. He's the goddamn franchise. He's the goddamn franchise. (laughs) It was the last, it was either the <clears throat> Stranger theme or the Evolution WWE theme. My, 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 wife, my wife looked at me and said, like, they probably won't like that. They don't like a lot of things. So do you really want a wetter smell to you saying I cut the sh- like cease and sit? I was like, you're right. You're right. I don't like that. The moment I heard Perfect Strangers, the three fingers went out. I'm like. Yeah, it's like the three fingers. <laughs> triple threat on the button. Triple Threat, and I'm t- I like the original Triple Threat with Benoit, Malenko, and Douglas. Uh. I mean, that's why I think it's a better Triple Threat. I mean, I like the one with uh, Candido, Candido, uh, Justin Credible, and Jane Douglas. I like that one. That was a good one too, but it's just. The Benoit Malenko is a lot like four. You feel a lot of four horsemen vibe with that. Yeah. And of course, Malenko and Benoit with WCW, and they became horsemen. So it was like, <clears throat> like that. It just they added Mongo to the mix that overshadowed Malenko and Benoit's skills. And speaking of Benoit, I don't know if you guys have been listening to the news. Um. So they brought his name back up into the news where investigators were still investigating that, like, what's going on in that case. They partially made, they think that Benoit might not even kill his family. I heard that. Because there's still things, because there's still things that, that don't necessarily add up. 
Yeah, I heard the rumor. I heard somebody went in there and killed him, and ben, they may have seemed like Benoit did it. And then when Benoit got back home, then they killed him. Yeah. Either that or Benoit could have been so grief-stricken. In my heart, I'm 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 still hoping that he didn't do that. In my heart, because like you're erasing not only the history of this man, but you're also erasing probably the history of professional wrestling from like 1999 to the time time he died. Because if anyone does their homework, Eddie Guerrero wasn't a saint either. He wasn't. It's just like with New Jack. New New Jack wasn't no damn saint, but New Jack, like New we Jack all, he was. He did it like a while coke before he did Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> it's just like I'm high right now. It's like this is a man that literally, I think he had a match with Vic Grimes, and he literally came out and said, "My intentions in that match was to kill him." And you're thinking like, this guy is nuts. He's literally. He he went to the pawn shop and bought a taser. He's I'm gonna tase this motherfucker. And when they was on top of the little thing, just got up for he was like, he said, he said, I can't feel my legs. He said, you don't need them. <laughs> he said, I wanted, I wanted him to die. He said, I wanted him to die. All over, they say it's because Grimes botched a move before. Against New Jack match we had before, and Grimes didn't yeah. apologize, so New Jack went and teach him a lesson. And yeah, he, yeah, he told him a lesson, right? That was yeah. You, you don't teach nobody a lesson like that. I, I know you might have malice in your heart. That's fine. I understand. Like so, we all have malice for somebody at least once, at least once in life. It's 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 life in general, but you don't you don't have malice not like that where you throw somebody. And they technically miss every table and land on the top rope. That that's that's a whole different kind of like evil malice. An extremely dangerous match as is, and he said, "Looks like he just tried to throw him out of the ring. Not even hit the tape, the go through the tables." Yeah, he said that. He said, I, "I he said I want him to hit the floor. I ain't want him to hit the ring. I want him to hit the floor." And just the like the violent bounce that he did take, I'm like. This dude's dead. This dude is legit dead. And I think all he had was like a broke foot. Yeah, like dislocated like, ankle. He just had dislocated ankle. Yeah. I'm like, but, I've, I've seen some throws. I, I've seen them take a throw mankind off the top of the damn hell himself. That damn near was like, as a young kid, you don't, you're like, I know wrestling is kind of like staged and performed, but that ain't. That ain't stage of perform throwing somebody twenty feet off the damn hell in the cell. That ain't. No. And I think that new guy was like thirty feet. So <laughs> it was a hell of a drop. 25, 30, 10 feet. It was still a hell of a drop. Yeah. It's like you see a lot of things, especially like that. Like you like hell, I've seen Jeff Hardy jump off a twenty foot ladder. I've seen Jeff Hardy jump off a the the uh, uh a thirty foot trailer. I've seen Shane McMahon take a 50-foot jump with an elbow drop, but 
the Vic Grimes fall? Oh, no, no, no. No, that was totally their own. Like, what do you expect in a wrestling promotion that's owned by a hardcore porn director? Just all craziness. So KPG, for our last like five minutes or so, let's get us let's hear your thoughts about Money in the Bank. What did you think? Um, it was a good pay per view. Um, like I said, y'all had a fucking superhero win Money in the Bank, quote unquote superhero. Um, as far as the men's right person won, but like I said last week, I don't know if I said hello here, but I just hope they don't play this. Captain Sable Hulk shit with Big E and Kofi because, oh, I'm a cash in on Bobby because you hurt my friend's feelings. No, keep them on separate brands and have them cash in on Roman. I'd rather see Big E and Roman. Big, I mean, not Big E. Yeah, Big E and Roman than Big E and Bobby, in my opinion. But then again, Roman has. Like five challenges where he gets the biggie. He has self edge. Um, they're saying they're gonna have Bronson Reed move down. Blah. So that's Bronson Reed, Finn Balor, and Owens. So that's five people right there before he even get the biggie. So we'll see where that goes. Um I'm not I, even I, opposed to, I'm not even opposed to Big E holding that contract to WrestleMania. I'm not even opposed to that. He might hold it. I don't know. Uh, what's your thoughts about the um, speaking about last week, the Kofi Lashley match? How much of a shit show was that? That was basically a competitive squash match. <laughs> it's fun, but it's like I understand squash matches happen, but why was that a squash match? <laughs> it wasn't even a squash match. That was like. If you're playing SmackDown versus Raw and you just beat the computer on very easy, that's literally that was, what it was. That wasn't very easy. That was like two players. You just take the second remote and toss it to the side. Just to, <laughs> that's what it was. It was hard for me to watch. I told um, I KPG. I said this before at the beginning of the show. When the Peacock had their streaming issues, I thought it would they'd be merciful. Just saying, like, okay, this paper is so bad. Let's get screw things up just to it's like give us a early death. And that's why a lot of fans were so upset with WWE. We're like, we're using the W the international version of the WWE network. No, we don't want you using that. We want you using Peacock. You see what happened when you use Peacock. This isn't the first pay-per-view they've done this. You're right. I mean, you're right. Especially, you can't catch you can't catch replays, can you? Because you can, but it's like you have to catch the replays like they're actually television shows. I don't want to see a television show. I just want to slide this little bar all the way over to the one match I want to see, and not see a two minute commercial before I see the match. What? Why? Why? They're doing it so you can buy premium. Premium don't have court. For the people that's like doing that. As a commercial and shit, they they doing that so you can fucking upgrade the premium, which is like twelve dollars a month. But then again, like I'm not one of those people who could do premium. I even with Vic, Vic has kids. 
They can't do premium like that. I can't do premium like that. Stop it. Well, with premium, it's like, it's like, I can understand you. Know, premium, you don't get commercials. Okay. But during the pay <coughs> if you watch them live, there's no commercials. What's the point of spending the extra money on premium when the commercials aren't popping up? And that's the only reason you spend the extra money. If it was <laughs> worth it, I got no problems. I get the, the impact app. I mean, I no problems. If it's worth it, I have no problem spending the money. But what's the point of getting premium when you're not getting commercials anyways? And that's why a lot of us were so upset when they chose to end the WWE Network. It's like, I only have Peacock to watch WWE pay-per-views. That's the reason that I had the WWE Network, was to watch pay-per-views. Watch old pay-per-views, watch old shows. That's it. That's all. I don't need Peacock to watch The Matrix. If I want to watch The Matrix, I can wait for The Matrix to come on television. Right. I'm not that big of a I'm not that big of a Keanu Reeves fan when, and I love Keanu Reeves, but I'm not that big of a Keanu Reeves fan where I want to say, you know what? I want to watch John Wick on demand right here, right now. I mean, the only reason I keep Peacock going is because NXT pay-per-views. That's pretty much it. Speaking of NXT, they're saying they're going to have SummerSlam on a Saturday and they're going to have NXT on a Sunday. That made me laugh. I'm like, so y'all officially recognize that the takeover is more important than, than okay, good job. Because y'all knew what was going to happen. Y'all knew exactly what was going to happen. People were going to watch takeover, and if SummerSlam was crappy, they were not going to watch it. You know, I heard that takeover was on a Sunday, and I didn't have time to check because I was just like, "Wait a second, isn't SummerSlam today that weekend?" And I was like, "I haven't checked yet because I really didn't care." But I was just like, "Yeah, another." Yeah. No, you, you know why they put takeover on Sunday, and I, I acknowledge why they're putting takeover on Sunday. I do because the main event match. For takeover, I'd watch the wait the two main event matches for takeover. I'll watch those over whatever WWE does right now. Yeah, I would definitely. You got Samoa too. Joe versus Karrion Cross for the NXT title, and then you got Walter versus Ilya Dragic two. Yeah, the Walter match interests me more than Karrion Cross Joe because I think Joe's gonna win, so Cross can. Go to raw and job full time. <laughs> That's exactly what's gonna happen. But I'm looking forward to that that Dragic Walter match again because like one was phenomenal. Yeah. Go ahead get your go ahead get your carry and cross for 24 seven champion t shirts on the way. <laughs> carry and cross 24 seven champion. Yeah. And then to make matters even more worse, there's like they're trying to. So what they're saying is they want to leave Scarlett down in in NXT and move Karen to the main roster. I'm like, so pretty much you guys saying that you're trying to keep the couples together. That doesn't apply. Okay, yeah, sure, that that that's fine. That's fine. I don't think a promotion has ever separated them before. They always have them together. Yeah, well, not this- me and Jimmy. 
Well, Naomi's on SmackDown, no. Yeah, she, yeah. Thanks to the uh, invisible trade that we had happen. And that right there is like, y'all shouldn't even made that trade. So let's get this right. The Phantom trade goes as such. Raw trades Mandy Rose to NXT. NXT trades Aaliyah to Raw. And Raw trades Naomi to SmackDown. Why the hell is Mandy Rose back in NXT? For what reason? And NXT, NXT traded <coughs> um, Shotzi, Tony, and Tegan to SmackDown. They know. I told Vic why they did that. They did that because if you look two weeks ago, after they let all them people go, SmackDown only had seven women. They literally only had seven women. Literally. And two of them is uh, Natty and Tamina. And with them being working both shows, you only got five women on the show. That ain't doing nothing. But what I mean, well, I understand we're going way over the 60-minute time limit, but this is a good conversation. <laughs> with like Manny Rose going to NXT, wasn't she tagged team partners with Diane Brooks? Yes. That's what yeah. like, why are you tearing apart the women tag division like that? You got rid of the iconics, no reason to do that. You got rid of the riot squad, no reason to do that. You're making the women tag division look like a joke. And it's even more hilarious when you think that your developmental brand has a better tag team roster than your main brand. That is sad. I'd rather watch the the women's the NXT women's tag titles than watch the main roster tag titles. I would. I would too. Because with the with the development and talent we got there, I watch that. No questions asked. Go for it. Yeah, I love seeing uh, Ricochet's girlfriend and 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 and, uh, and her best friend. Why? They're good. They have talent for days. I like seeing the, the the new tag team of um, Jesse and Frankie Monet. They have that little Miz John Morrison star s quality. It's just a female version of it. I like Dakota Kai and Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez. I like I like things like that. And now we're gonna move into Zia Lee and the woman who's quote unquote controlling her. They, they might be a tag team. So like you had that. Like they're they're doing what they did on SmackDown back in the earlier parts of SmackDown, where they were just putting people together. Sure, let's put Paul London and Brian Kendrick together. Oh, great! The fans love them. They work together. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. We got Deuce and Domino coming in. That they're they're the people who are going to beat them too. So, yeah, sure, that's fine. Then we can break them up. The thing about thing is, with me, you hype taking up with this whole, what was it, the battery thing, 100% battery. Oh, it's Tegan. Okay, or was it Tony? I forgot. It was either no, Tony. Tegan. Yeah, Tegan, you hyped her up. Oh, she's here. That same <clears throat> week. She's on SmackDown. 
Like, like, are, you, are you gonna have to do a double duty? Like you hyped her up for what two, three weeks to be on NXT, and, and that same week you have her on SmackDown. And this is why I said that you guys should have developed that storyline better. It should have been because we know where where the storyline for the NXT Women's Title was going. It's going. Raquel's gonna fight Dakota. It, it, like it's kind of just written in the stone right now. Like you can look and tell it's written in stone. Dakota's getting like she's getting jealous. I would have Dakota beat Raquel and then have a have a number one contenders match where you have Tegan versus Candice LeRae. That cuts off that entire storyline right there. Then you build it Tegan versus Dakota Kai. Going into like either Survivor Series or Royal Rumble weekend, make it feel special. Because right now you took Shotzi Blackheart from her tag team partner, and then put her with somebody else who hadn't had a match really in two and a half years. I think Candice right. Have any of you guys seen a match years ago? The Young Bucks versus the world's cutest couple. No disqualification. Were Candice bled like a damn pig? Yes. Yes. I mean, Mike, and right there, earn her props. And WWE, I think she should be women's champion. She should have been winning, Shane. This is a, thank you for bringing up that match. This is a woman who took a super kick with tax in it. Stop it. Yeah. And she, she finished the match. She, she got the bled more than any other person in the match. And I can't, can't remember the finisher move, but she picked uh, Matt Jackson up. <clears throat> no, it's not like you know she just put an arm over someone and got pitfall. No, she got up, put thumbtacks down the guy's balls, grabbed him by the crotch, gave him a ball plex or whatever, and got the pinfall. And I give I give Johnny Gargano credit because he said in that crimson <laughs> in that crimson mask I saw my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta uh, love Johnny for that. I don't know. I don't care what anyone says about Joey Ryan. That tag match has to be one of my favorites. <laughs> because that match was nuts. Well, well, gentlemen, we are way over the hour time limit. I appreciate you two coming on. Thank you very much. Anytime, man. And you know, we'll keep him. No, you have to repeat that again because, like, on my end, it's it's breaking up, and I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> We were figuring out, but it's also known as two great guys like yourselves. It's like, I don't want to pick a winner or anything like that. I want to try to work everyone in. So that's what I'm attempting well, to do. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, this one particular show, like, because I work overnight, this one particular show, it actually kind of separates itself from your podcast in a way. It's like its own little, like, hey, this is a wrap-up of what happened during the week, but this is also an opinion piece and a debate piece at the same time. 
No, my my podcast. I always I always consider my podcast like my own world. Like, yes, professional wrestling is you know I love it and stuff like that. But if someone comes on and like wants to talk about something else, like I know, like cancer awareness or something like that, want to spread the message or something like that, they can come on. Well, I, I look at this podcast as this is your what's uh, what's kind of this is your binging with Babish universe right here. If you yeah. look at it that way, like everyone was like, well, he has bending with Babish and it's like, oh, wait, there's also basics with Babish. And then there's also, you know, botching with Babish. And then there's also, you know, being with Babish. So it, it, it spreads out into the one thing he loves in different like aspects. Like this is one of those things I can tell you love. And this is one of the things, this is one of those things all three of us love. It's one of those yeah. things where we can debate a little bit, we can talk a little bit, we can laugh a little bit, we can joke a little bit. Your kids are the guest stars because they just show up. They show up, yeah. <laughs> Whether I want them to or not, yeah. Yeah, but I always, two ways I look at it. If you can't be so serious, like, oh my God, this has to be all wrestling podcasts. No, it's your own show. You can have fun with it. And B, I would say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. That's I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, what? I, I'm looking at how to upload. I mean, well, you're doing a good job. We're, we're, we're just having fun anyway, so. Yeah, that's all it is. And hopefully and we'll get more people on to do these weekly things. I do like these weekly debates. I do like these. It's time to switch things up a bit. Yeah. Because people don't like the same old, same old. They like to see different, you know, that's what I like about it. That's what I was saying. Like, that's what I was saying you earlier this week. This is like your variation of first take and undisputed. It's a wrestling version of it, though. It's something you can debate with whether you got someone who agrees with you, you got someone who doesn't agree with you. <clears throat> you got me and KPG, and it's like all three of us, we have our own opinions. Some of us, some we don't agree with, some of us, we do. But we all respect those boundaries where it's like, we're all wrestling fans here. We're all we all love the same damn thing. Yeah, I have um Willard Price coming on, and he's like a huge Republican type guy, and he's like Republican and die or die type, and he's gonna talk like wrestling for like 10 minutes or whatever, then switch to politics. But what I what what we like about each other is even though our point of views aren't the same when it comes to politics, wrestling. Is what brings us together. This wrestling keeps on talking, and you have people, you know, cutting families, cutting each other off because they don't agree and stuff like that. If it wasn't wrestling, he and I each other. But because of wrestling, we're like, wait a second, there's other things to be friends about than just politics. Even though he still tries to change my mind 100, percent which is, but still, it's gotta give the old guy credit. Yeah, well, yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it'll be interesting. That's why I have um, a Canadian journalist who join me for that episode, so I could just be like, "Yeah, you can talk to her." Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate your time, man. Thank you very much. I think it's the longest podcast I've ever done. Right, almost ninety minutes. Huh. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. Definitely. We'll do this again soon. All right, brother. All right, man. You take care. You as well. Yeah. Bye. -bye.